This week on the Spivey Special Podcast, we'll be doing food debates, talking about NBA Jam, and the Dodgers are World Series champions. To episode 51 of the Spivey Special Podcast. Another fun one on deck. We got Troy on Zoom. Zoomy Zoom. We were supposed to have a third this week, but uh, some unforeseen stuff happened. So just the two of us tonight, which is fine. The old Grover Washington Jr. liked it. I don't know why we can't like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a fun week. We got we got Halloween coming up on Saturday. Are you going to dress up? I think so. I don't what know what Heather, I'm going to dress the best. I think Heather should be James and you could be a giant peach. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. I don't even really have to do much for that. No. You just have to wear an orange shirt. There you go. We got uh, – I'm playing Wasted Wizards tomorrow. Pretty Justin's excited. got a new uh, board game that he created, and I'm pretty excited to play it. I'd like to hear that. We should we should have him on. I think we might have to do that. Dungeons and Dragons slash drinking game. So we'll see how that goes. Should be a lot of fun. We're doing that tomorrow night. And I heard that the board was waterproof. I don't know. I follow him on social media. It goes in the jacuzzi. So if Ooh. you want to play in the jacuzzi, you can. I don't think it floats though. So very quickly it could go in the jacuzzi. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, we got a fun one on deck. We're going to do some more food debates. We're going to be talking about maybe my favorite video game of all time, NBA Jam. We'll be talking about the Dodgers winning the World Series, which is I mean, fantastic. We don't, we don't have to talk about that if you don't want. No, I don't. I think it's fine. I'll, think, I'll find room in my heart to talk about it. So it should be good. Perfect. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we will come back with Food Court Files. All right, it's time for the Food Court Files. All right, for Food Court Files, we had so much fun last week doing our food debates that we are going to do them another week. We got, uh, looks like we got a pretty good list here this week. Troy, you want to start us out with the first one? So we're going to talk about a, something that's very debatable. That's why it's on this list. So, Zach, what order do you take the eggs out of the carton? That's the first part of the question. And two, what do you do with the shells? Do you put them back in the carton or do you toss them away? Uh, I go start in the left corner. So I have a horizontal rectangle style. And I start in the left corner, and then I go down, and then I go to the next row. Left to right. Up. Well, no. I actually go top left to bottom left, and then to the bottom row up, and then kind of like snake it across. Like I'm playing but snake it, on an old Nokia phone. But eventually, left to right all the way. You don't just randomly grab. No, I don't. Unless there's one that's stuck in the carton, that would be the only situation where I would skip one. Now, when you break the eggs, what do you do with the shells? They temporarily go back into the carton until I'm done cooking, and then I will throw them away. 
What about you? You know, I'm a right to left. Same thing. I snake it. You know, you got to go column by column. You can't just go row by row. That's just barbaric. And then, no, I don't even get them near the carton again because I I just don't want any extra juices being left over in there. They go right in the trash for me. I know a lot of people that like to just leave the shells just in the carton, put them back in. That's crazy. You don't, don't, uh, you throw them in the sink or you throw them in the trash? I bring the trash can over by me as I'm cracking. Wow. Look at you all prepared. Yeah. I just don't like it. I can't. Sometimes if I'm cleaning up, I just eat the shells. Turtle and a half shell. (laughs) Smart. Yeah. Maybe if I get salmonella, I don't have to go to work. I mean, I mean, you could get it a couple times. I'd probably bring you down to your dream weight. <laughs> I'd have to get it like once a week for the next two months. <laughs> that keeps ordering chicken raw at this restaurant again. All right, let's move on to the next one. Let's let's do a little mac and cheese related question. Do you eat mac and cheese with a fork or a spoon? See, this is where I think that it depends on the macaroni and cheese. For me, if we've got a a macaroni and cheese that's really thick and has like extras in it, like bacon or chicken or something like that, it's something I'm going to have to go at with the fork. Um, If it's a craft or like a little bit runnier type macaroni and cheese, I'll then go with the spoon. Yeah, I think I'd go the same way. I like to go spoon when I can go spoon just to get the extra juice from the bottom. Yeah. If there is any. My thing is if I'm out at a restaurant, I'm not going to ask for a spoon. If a spoon's not already out there and I have a fork, I'm just going to go fork. I'll just use the knife that they gave me. Eat it with that if I need to. I don't care. Chopsticks. Yeah. Whatever it is. Now, what what do you give your child? Or is it just whatever you grab out of the drawer? Usually a so spork. So Mad Dog is eating, you give him a spork. Yeah, most meals That's are a That's a cop spork. out right there. So if he wants the scoop or if he wants the – he never – he we give him it and then he eats – he holds it in his right hand and then he eats the macaroni with his left hand. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter what we give them. Lucas grabs it from the bowl and then puts it in his spoon and then eats it with the spoon. So That's it's smart. He's just got one mac and cheese hand and then the other is, uh, then he does it the right way. He's learning. I think it's an age appropriate thing. I think as you get older, you're more mature. You can use the fork, but as you start, and I think spoon is where you need to start. Yeah, I think so. All right. Spaghetti. Do you twirl it or do you cut it? I'm a cut and scoop guy. Okay. But but I don't cut it like too small. So sometimes I have to use my teeth. This is like at home, not out of restaurants and just cut it with my teeth. You just shove the whole thing in there and just basically. Yeah. Just that's the, I think that's it. the right way to do it. I've never like enjoyed twirl because when you twirl, because I'm not good enough twirling, I think is my issue. It's not tight enough. So I'm then the teeth are going to have to come into play. I get too aggressive with the twirl and then my clothes get covered in spaghetti sauce. See, I would get ranch on mine. 
So I just go one big scoop with the fork and then I just shove it all into my face. I think that's the safest method. Yeah. Then I get kicked under the table by Heather, but it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's going to happen regardless. I'm not cutting my spaghetti because I'm a grown-up. And I'm not going to use a spoon to twirl it. That's weird. That's weird. That's probably what you're supposed to do, but I don't like it. We would never do that, though. I don't like it. That's extra dishes I'm going to have to do. Now, let's say you have the the penne isn't that the little tube one what are you doing there are you going fork prong through each penne or are you just scooping it up no i like to stab them do you yeah i'm a stabber okay what about like some of the other shapes like bunnies and trees Mm -hmm. i think what other what other one I don't even know. What like about a ravioli? One? <laughs> ravioli. Ravioli I cut in half once with my fork and then I eat it. I think that's what I do too. Yeah. You can't sometimes I go depending, I just go full ravioli. I used to do that and I got kicked enough times under the table by Heather that I've learned that I need to cut it. See, I don't think Sarah's just like whatever, just eat. And my beard's getting too long where I can't just shove giant foods in my mouth without it getting all over the place yeah that's not like shampoo before. my beard well you probably should do that anyways no i don't do that <laughs> okay weirdo i'm trying to do dreadlocks with my beard i think that would look really good on you yeah i think so too get some beads in there <laughs> When I say, hey, man, you say, hey, man. Mm. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next one. I think this one's going to be a little difficult. Maybe not. Frozen yogurt, ice cream, or gelato? What do you got? For me, it's Froyo's number one, ice cream's number two, and then gelato's number three. I'm just a big Froyo guy. I just think it's like, smoother and like the toppings are more fun to put on it than an ice cream. Yeah. I think you just like toppings. True. But it's just the Froyo itself. I just like, it just seems healthier. Although it's probably not. I think it is. I don't, I I don't know depend- how healthy gelato is, but it comes in a really small serving with that weird little tiny spoon. And it just takes like nine hours to eat it. I hate it. I mean, I'll eat it if it's an option. Still dessert. Yeah. I'd go ice cream one, then Froyo, then gelato. What's your best ice cream? Uh, Baskin Robbins chocolate chip, which is kind of boring, but it's my favorite. I like vanilla. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with Rocky Road, but you know that about me. I'm a Rocky Road kind of guy. Rocky Road's good. It just has so much going on. You there's never know. Which... There's something about the chocolate chip from Baskin Robbins. Nowhere else. Like I've tried every other brand and it's just not the same. It's just one of those things. I mean, it's so difficult to put chocolate chips and ice cream. It's so got to be glad. the right combo. What are, what, are the, what are their chocolate chips better than the other ones? I think it's the ratio of chocolate chips to ice cream. 
So they're mathematicians. Yeah. It's like a percentage game. It's like a tablespoon versus teaspoon thing where they just so nailed they, it. So they suck at the other 30 ones and they only they had to do the 31st one. That's what they they nailed chocolate chip. The other ones are they all right. Should, they should just gave up. Yeah, they didn't need to go to 31. Just one. Just one. That's all they need. For you, you would eat there. Maybe a Snickers. I like Snickers every once in a while. Like just the bar or like in the ice cream? They have a – Baskin Robbins has a Snickers. That's good. Enjoy How often it. do you go to Baskin Robbins? Like a lot. Can you not tell? Well, I, you go to a lot of places. I just assumed. I didn't know you went to Baskin's Robbins that much. Maybe I should be going to Froyo instead. Except when you go, you help. get like a whole cookie in. Yeah, you eat that in line. Like a maybe. brownie. <laughs> you eat that in line, you just give them an extra dollar tip. All right, you're going to answer this one first. Okay. I'm going to veto you and just take over hosting abilities. All right. You got to do, do you... it. You got to do it weird, though. <laughs> <laughs> but PB and J, though, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, Zach. How are you making a PB and J? I am a three breader. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter on the outside, jelly on both sides of the inner bread. Mm-hmm. Using the same knife or different knives? Same knife. Which one's first? Peanut butter's first because you can get most of it off of it on the bread. I guess you could with jelly too, but. <laughs> Making you think about it. What kind of peanut but you'd butter? You'd have to do the peanut butter first if you're going to do a double jelly. Because you're going to have to put it on one of the peanut butter ones to do the other side. Yeah. Or have a messy plate or something. What kind of peanut butter are you going? Chunky. Mm. Extreme what chunk, about, if we can. What, what about jelly? Uh, boysenberry. Hmm. Or any of them, really. They all have their place. I like to add a little honey to it sometimes, mm-hmm. if we've got it. Spooky. Squeeze a little bear on there and then you get yourself a meal. See, I'm going to go put a little potato chips on it. Maybe some Cheetos. Just get wild. That's crunchy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go two bread laid out. I'm going to go peanut butter first. You know, clean it off with my fingers and then go into the jelly. I'm creamy and strawberry jelly. Now, when you eat it, do you do peanut butter on top or bottom? It doesn't matter. Or do you never even thought about it before? It doesn't last very long. If I'm making a peanut butter and jelly, that's like last call. Do you cut it in half? No. Do you have one of those little uncrustable machines to turn it into one of those? I I need to get the one that mom has that she's had for like 25 years. Pampered Chef makes one. We have one at our house. It's not the same as the one mom has though. No, that one was like made of like actual pampered people. (laughs) Pampers. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) All right, y'all, one more left from Food Court Files. Zach, you want to lead us into it? All right, Troy. 
super salad and you can't just say yes. Now for me, I think the mood and the meal are going to dictate this 90% of the time. I'm going to go salad with either ranch or blue cheese. Um, the only soup though that I like, or I'll even go with is chicken noodle. So it's rare that a lot of places are like, <laughs> we got chicken noodle <laughs> Campbell's. So really the only place I get soup, I think is when we go to, um, chicken dinner house. Oh, I love chicken dinner house, chicken noodle soup. That's a good call. I think that's, but you get both there. I know, but I'm just saying that's the only time I ever get soup. Is it a place like that? Or if we went to like to chicken la la or something and they had chicken noodle soup. Or I think a chicken noodle soup would be good with like a sandwich instead of a salad. Yep. I think it's weather dependent for me. Yeah. If it's raining outside, then I'll get some soup. Or if they have like a good tomato bisque, or if I'm at a fancy place, they have lobster bisque, then I'm going to get that instead of a salad. Just not a big soup guy. I don't know. Like, like hot food, really, and hot beverages just aren't me. Yeah. Never have. I'd rather go salad. I just like blue cheese dressing, I think, though. Yeah. Croutons. Yeah, I just say croutons and just float them in a little bowl of ranch if you could. That'd be Instead awesome. Instead of the lettuce, can I just get more cheese? <laughs> or french fries? I'll take the crouton salad. <laughs> Iceberg croutons, please. Send it. All right, you got any other uh, debate questions? How do you eat your string cheese? Um, I have, I've grown over time and I've gone from peeling the string cheese to just going for it. I'm Ryan, yeah. I'm Ryan Howard and I just go for it. See, I go, but that's mostly because I've had, uh, I've had two dogs that will just like steal it out of your hands and children were like, I want to bite. I want to bite. So you just got to go for it now. See, I go one bite flip it in the air for ivy and then i string it from there so i bite an end off throw it to ivy and then i string it it's like two strings i string it like in half it's not like i'm spending half an hour on it you're not savoring it no i think that's the best way to do it i think so too have you ever used string cheese to make nachos have you ever been that cheese desperate i'll all the time because i usually want like two to three cheeses on my nachos Mm-hmm. and string so cheese like is something that we just always have in the house so if we run out of shredded cheese like if we're in like that last little corner of the bag when you turn it upside down like there's just not enough then you got to go string cheese it melts really yeah. well though yeah i've been doing that lately with a nice little peach mango like salsa it's been really delectable <laughs> the string cheese is delectable i love that <laughs> it's gourmet i say all right i think that's all we got for uh food court files let's take a quick break and we'll come back with remember that thing today's episode is brought to you by restaurant.com with restaurant.com you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks their dining deals range from five dollars to a hundred dollars never expire and cost you a fraction of the face value dinner has never been easier with restaurant.com used for dine-in takeout or delivery 
Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week for Remember That Thing, we'll be talking about a arcade slash console game classic, NBA Jam. Which We're might, heating up! It might be my favorite game of all time. I think it's, it's top. I mean, Halo 3. It's the best arcade game of all time. I would have to agree with that. It'd be tough to of all the ones we talked about last week, there wasn't any that I thought were more fun. I do like Super Off Road, but I think I would rather play NBA Jam if they were sitting next to each other. Maybe Police Trainer. It's just NBA Jam and all those games like Madden and Blitz. They're just expensive at the arcade because you have to pay per quarter. Right. It's like two bucks to play a game or something like that. It's like a dollar, but you get a good amount of time out of it. Well, back in the day, it was. Who knows now? Coin charge. It's probably like eight bucks. Just, well, it's just four points off your card, whatever that means. <laughs> That's how they get you. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means. All right, so quick notes about NBA Jam. A um, whole bunch of different versions of this game. We're going to talk mostly about um, the original, which was on both arcade and released on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. All around 1993, 1994, depending on the console and that type of stuff. So The year. Yeah. It's the 1992, 1993 rosters for the NBA for that game. So that is what it is based off of. Um, It's made by Midway and Iguana. Midway is the same company that made Arch Rivals, which we talked about last week on arcade games where you would just play a basketball game two-on-two. You could punch people. Very similar to NBA Jam. Kind of what we talked about last week, but not quite. They just took that game and they put it on steroids and a little bit of cocaine, and that's how you get NBA Jam. Mm. So one of the first games to feature NBA-licensed players before we knew what selling your likeness to a video game even meant Somehow, Michael Jordan already knew that this was going to be a thing, and he has he owns his own rights to his likeness, which is why he does not appear in NBA Jam. Which was brutal because that's the main – that would be the best player in the game because he's one of the best players of all time. Oh, yeah, 92-93, absolutely, he would be the best. Now, the following year in NBA Jam Tournament Edition, Shaq found out you could buy your own likeness, and he also did that, which is why he does not appear in that game. That sucks because he's really good in this first game. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he is. <laughs> Him and Penny Hardaway, that's a, that's a tough game to get. So let's talk about the gameplay for this game. Now, it's your, it's your two-on-two basketball game. It's like our Rivals where there's no fouls. There's no, the only real rules is the shot clock, the end of quarters, and apparently goaltending, but I don't even know how that works because I was playing the game a little bit and watching some videos, and I didn't see anybody do goaltending. But those are basically your only rules. But it's a super exaggerated game of basketball because, like I said earlier, you can punch people. That's how you steal the ball. You, like, push them over until they fumble the ball. 
You can also dunk from like the three-point line or the half-court line. They can do flips, all kinds of crazy dunks, which is have, super exciting have, to watch. You have turbo. You can catch on fire where you're just hitting three-quarter court shots. And Right. So it also featured a play-by-play announcer for the game. So he's heating up. He's on fire from Boom way downtown. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. All of those classic ones, which we'll talk on here in a little bit. You actually have a play-by-play announcer. And to think about it, and a Sega Genesis cartridge, one-eighth of the game is just the opening Sega. That takes up one-eighth of the cartridge, and they fit all of these teams on it, all the players, a play-by-play announcer, and all the gameplay in the rest of the cartridge, which is pretty crazy that they were able to do that. That's wild. impressive. You also have fans in the stands. They don't actually move or do anything, but they're there. They're individual people. They're actually the 2020 stands that they use for that game. <laughs> yes. It's the cardboard cutouts just from the there. MLB games. <laughs> yeah. That's where they got the idea. Uh, when you do a uh, one of the fancy dunks, you'll see the camera lights flash in the crowd as well, which is another pretty cool feature that they added to that as well. Um, talked about that already. Rubber band AI. Do you have any idea what that means? Isn't that the computer play where they go back and forth? Yeah. You can't blow out the computer. It just gets better to keep the game close every single time <laughs> you play the game. The weird so it's all um it's all odds based. So like your your player attributes, like your three point percentage or whatever, that's part of it, but depending on the score of the game, all of those fluctuate up and down to the point where at the end of the game, the computer can hit a full court three to win the game and they do it like at an 85% rate or something crazy. So you really have to be up by four to beat the computer on a regular basis. See, I think a lot of video games should be like that because how many times do you play like Madden or one of the new NBA 2K games and you're up by like 20 in the third and it's like, oh, this was fun. Yeah, like a game like Madden, you're either up by 50 or you can't beat it because it's too hard. Like there's no there's no, no right between. skill level. No. The jump from all pro to whatever, all Madden is such a huge jump. So it has that to keep the game close. Now there is some, uh, I heard some conspiracy theories that some of the makers of the game were uh, Pistons fans or Bulls fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's the Pistons you're like statistically not supposed to be able to make a game winner when you're playing the Bulls or something like that. It featured those two teams. I like that. But just weird things thrown in like that. I just I yeah, love stuff like gonna that. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. We're Bulls fans. <laughs> All right. So it featured um, On Fire, which is something that didn't exist in any game before that. And one of the coolest things, just a new term that didn't exist in the world that everyone really knows what it is now. But you've got heating up where, so you got two player teams. It has to be the same player. So if you've got, let's say Shaq and Kobe, if Kobe hits two in a row, he's heating up without the other team scoring. If he hits three in a row, you're on fire. Now, when you go on fire, you get unlimited turbo and all of your shooting percentages increases and you uh, can start dunking from further away and jumping higher. 
Um, and it features some things, including the flip dunk, the one where he does like three flips and the ball goes on fire. Pretty awesome. Nothing beats being on fire in a basketball game. It's like the equivalent of the the star from Mario, where you just you're just can't die unless you fall down the hole or whatever. There's Super nothing. Fun. There's nothing more frustrating though than trying to play defense against a guy who's he uh, who's on fire. Yeah. Nothing more. You're like, oh great, that guy just sat down on the bench and shot it between his legs, and it went. One of my favorite parts of that is when you would make like a three or whatever when you're on fire, the net would just burn off. So you just wouldn't have a net until the other team would score. But you know that they would because of the old rubber band AI. Yeah, they eventually, they would do it. So <laughs> you would stay on fire until the other team scores or if you hit four in a row when you're on fire, you lose your fire. That sucks. I think you should shoot I've never made it that far because of the rubber band AI. No. And John Starks is going to hit like a mid-range two, and I'm going to lose my fire. Gosh, that guy. Or Rick Nick Smith. And- Nick Anderson. All right, another cool thing with NBA Jam and some of these early arcade games is when you're typing in your initials to do the game, it does a couple things, one of which it saves the progress of your game. It also gives you ability to unlock characters. Um, or different game modes. So there, one of the game modes was clean floor mode, which is basically like playing on ice. So your guys would just like slide across. You couldn't just like stop and do a pull up three. You just like, you'd like risky business slide across the court to like the free throw line before you shoot. And I guess it's really frustrating to play Tom, like that. Tom Cruise was a huge NBA Jam fan. I mm-hmm. think that's why they did it. Yep. That's where they got the idea. Michelle Kwan, she was just in there playing all the time. Now, you could also unlock special characters. You could play as Bill Clinton. You could play as Benny the Bull. You could play as the Hornets um, mascot. Some of the later ones, you could play as the Beastie Boys. You could have all three on your team. Hmm. A bunch of fun ones like that. Um, But there were so many different versions of this game. It was different between all of them. The, The only ones I know for sure that were in the original game were Bill Clinton and Benny the Bull and the Hornets mascot, but a lot whatever of cool unlockables. Whatever happened to the Beastie Boys? Were they still around? Uh, one of them died, mm-hmm. but they're still alive. They're still around. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. Do they make new stuff, or do they just kind of play their old stuff still? I don't know. Huh. I think they're just doing whatever they want because they're the Beastie Boys. guess you got to fight for your right. Got to fight for your right to party, man. All right. Uh, so we got our teams from 92-93, um, which is what the arcade game was. Your home versions, which were um, Sega and Super Nintendo, was 93-94, which is where we get those rosters from. Like we said before, no MJ and then no Shaq in the home version. Think about just having the idea of your likeness rights. I can't imagine it. Before you could even be like in a video game. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna Yeah, you bought it gonna... back from the NBA before this game even came out. Which is pretty Same. crazy. But I guess that's how you can put yourself on a shoe. Yeah. You'd have to do that. That makes sense. He was just it was kind of before his time with just the business side of it. He's like one of the 
He's like one of the only guys to do that too. Michael Jordan wasn't in a basketball game until like NBA 2K15 or something like that, which is crazy that he went that long without it. I think Bill Belichick is another person that just wasn't in games and you just get this weird generic looking human being as the coach of the Patriots. Well, is they're really like the only Belichick? people I can think of like that. Yeah. People like to get their name out there though from video games. Especially like if you're like if I was like lower tier, I'd buy my rights just for fun. I was like John Salmon, so be like, nope. <laughs> 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 Not today, Kings fans. All right, let's talk about. Uh, we went through some of the quotes, but just stuff that is like in the lexicon after NBA Jam came out, like heating up, he's on fire, and boom shakalaka, which is just like the most random term. I hope he just made it up. The guy that did the the voicing for this, boom shakalaka. I just love it. So good. Yeah. So good. From way oh, downtown. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't very many lines, though. It's like probably 12 lines in the whole game. Which, I mean, in an arcade, when you hear those lines just yelling out, there's nothing better. No, especially if you get the dunk that makes them say boom shakalaka. That's a, that's a big win. That's a head turner. <laughs> now, you got to see you... what's going on on boom shakalaka. Do you think the NBA Jam is more fun on a console or the arcade game? Or is that even close? We had a lot of fun playing it on console, but I think it's just different on the arcade machine because you could play those early consoles only had two controllers. Yeah. So you could only play, you could play head to head or you could switch between the two players or you could team up and play against um, the computer, the computer. But when you play the arcade game, there's four joysticks, so you could get four people playing, which is a lot of fun. I think the arcade game, though, was a lot more stressful because, you know, you're paying for it. Like on Sega, you <laughs> yeah. just, whatever, play again, run it back. Right, especially if you get, like, a couple wins in there and then you get you your initials. that heater team. Yeah. You get your initials in, you come back to the same parlor, and someone's playing your initials, now your record sucks. Yep. Shouldn't have been ASS. <laughs> All right, let's talk about... So there's really only like... There's three stats that all the players are rated on. I think Madden has like 40 at this point. But uh, your capability as a player in this game is based on four things. So you have speed, three-pointers, dunks, and defense in the original game. I think it's five in some of the later ones. I think they added like a stamina or steals or something different or blocks. But the original just has those four. So speed, three-pointers, dunks, and defense. And it creates kind of a weird uh, who-do-you-want-to-have type situation. Now let's talk about some of these original teams that are on there that are kind of fun when you go back and look at those 93-94 rosters. One thing that think, comes out right away is the Sonics are still a team. Yeah, and they were a good squad too. I think they had Peyton and Kemp. Yeah, at least. The, and then I think maybe like you accidentally it was Shrimp and Kemp in the first one. De- oh, Dentland Shrimp. Yeah, I was gonna say you'd accidentally pick him. 
Just I think it wasn't until tournament later. that you got the three players. It's just the two in the original game, and it wasn't Gary Payton. Gary Payton I, actually had a special version of the game made for himself that put him in the original arcade game. I thought you got to toggle between a couple, or was it just two that people? That was tournament those? or later, which is the Turn. second version of the game. Got it. So the first one is just two people it's just on two that guys. Team. It's whoever they remember. picked. It's Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning or – Reggie Miller and Rick Smiths or whatever the weird team is. I don't even know who the players on the Clippers are. Like I saw the names and I don't recognize who they are. I don't like all of a candy or is that no, later? That's way after that. It's two people I've never heard of in my life teaming up. And that's the best two players in the Clippers. That's how bad the Clippers were. They should have, they should have bought their likeness. <laughs> And they wouldn't have to be the two. Yeah. So let's break it down. Let's go all time. You get to pick two people. Those four stats. They had to have been teammates at one time. This is all time NBA. Who are your top teams that you're going to roll out there against the best of someone else? So... We talked earlier. We came up with a couple of names. My favorite from the original game is Stockton Malone. Malone is the dunker, shot-blocking defender. He's really strong, and you can pretty much turbo-shove anybody over with Malone. And then Stockton is a good passer. His defensive stats are, like, all the way up. He can steal the ball and jump in lanes, and he can hit threes. So I think I like the big guy, little guy combo. Me too. He's also got um, his turbo lasts for a really long time, which is another thing that you got to kind of keep into consideration when you've got two big guy dunkers. Like if you had like Duncan and um, Robinson, the turbo, you wouldn't be able to keep up with the little guys over the course of the game. Yeah. One other one I had, which I mean, is two of the, I think the best players of all time would be Kobe Shaq. Shaq's definitely different. He's like maxed out defense and dunk. But no speed and no, no three-pointer. He's only made one three in his entire life, so in his career. Yeah, but when you can dunk it every time, you don't need to take very many. And the other guy's Kobe, so. That guy's pretty good. Yeah. Two guys that are like maxed out defense. Kobe can hit threes. Elite dunker. If you put Kobe and Shaq against Stockton and Malone, who do you think is coming out? It's tough. I, it, it's got to be Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. I think they're, they're probably the best one. Now, the other ones we came – I love Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. That's just a fun team. Sean Kemp's just a guy that we don't mention a lot, but he's perfect for this game. He's such a bad mamma jamma when it comes to dunking. I've saw, watched a lot of highlight tapes on him because I obviously he played like when we were younger. That guy can put it down, big fella. Yep. I think another weird combo would be Pippin Jordan. It's a it's a shame he wasn't in that game. Yeah. Although it wouldn't have really been that fair. Cause he's basically maxed out everything. Yeah, you'd have to. Except maybe three-pointers, but... Does, if he gets in a game, does he get to pick his stats? No, I think midway we got to pick the stats for all these. 
or the iguana if he, team. If he owned his likeness, and you're like, okay, well, the one that they it. made for him is probably all maxed out stats. <laughs> if I had to guess. Okay, do you have any other duos? Um, I've got two more. So, I think LeBron would be the best. I don't even really like LeBron, but I think LeBron is the best NBA Jam player that ever exists. Thick, he can tough, hit threes. Strong. He's pretty pretty good at defense. He could shove people across the court and steal the ball. He basically does it now. He's tall, blocker. Yep. And he's fast. So who you put him with? In crazy though? good shape. That's the thing is that we couldn't really come up with who the number two is for the game. Like he's had really good teammates throughout his career. AD's really good. That's kind of intriguing. Defender. You'd have to think they're not going to get up and down. I guess LeBron can still get up and down the court. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Wade would be a lot of fun. He's a great dunker, good three-point shooter. Kyrie. Kyrie would be a weird one for sure. Kevin Love, Bosh. I say Alex Caruso. He technically played with Shaq too, so. Caruso, I like him. (laughs) Rondo. Non prime Rondo. Too. I think I think it's Wade. I think Wade would be the the guy that you want to put with him. I don't know if Wade. Because LeBron's game, built like Carmelone. But Wade's game doesn't really translate. I think to NBA Jam. He's a pretty good dunker in his prime. We yeah, think of not, old Wade. He's Young not Wade. much of a three point shooter though. No. You don't really need slashers who can lay it up strangely you know what i mean that doesn't really help you in nba jam because you're gonna have the big guys just swap that into the fourth it row. actually helps the guys that aren't like elite dunkers and can just like barely get the ball over the rim like john stockton it's harder to block like, those i'm gonna send that into the you know the hot dog stand i don't like it what would you think of i think Mookie- so i've got who do you got Mookie Blaylock and Dikembe Mutombo. That's a fun one. It's a different. Clyde Drexler and Elijah one. I like that. What about Magic and Kareem? Magic and Kareem is one of the best duos of all time, but I don't know how the game translates to NBA Jam. What about Will Chamberlain and like Jerry West? Will Chamberlain would be a fun guy to play in this game. Bill Russell. Maxed out defense, for sure. Yes, Bill Russell. <laughs> and Kuzi? Who would you put with Bird? Mikhail. See, that, that wouldn't be a very good team. NBA Jam-wise, I mean, they were great in their time. Yeah. I think Pistol T-Mac Pete and Vince Maravich. Carter would be pretty fun. Well, Vince Carter's played with so many people. Yeah. He's I mean, played in league forever. I mean, and on Darren a bunch Fox. of different teams. Fox. Zach Randolph. I don't, I don't know if Fox wouldn't translate very good. No, he's super fast. He's on my NBA Jam t-shirt, though. What about Curry and Clay? I think Curry and KD would be very formidable. They'd be a good team. I think they're too soft. Like, I think that they... You know who's a fun team in the original game is uh, Ewing and Charles Oakley. See, I like that. The Turbo's not good, but they are 
super tough to steal. You're not going to steal the ball from them, and they can shove anyone over. But they're not very fast. But it's a fun team to play us. See, that's what I'm thinking about Curry and uh, KD is I think they're going to get pushed around by some of the bigger teams. Yeah. They don't really have the inside presence. Duncan Robinson would be fun. Yeah, again, though, you're going to have an issue with no outside shooting. Yeah. But one of them is going to get a small guard in them, more than likely. Be interesting. I think it depends on who your opponents are, too. Like if they go super scrappy, like small guys. Yeah, like Spud Webb, Mitch Richmond. Muggsy Bows and Spud Webb somehow. <laughs> <laughs> With who's that really short guy that gosh I can't think of this JJ Barea he's short right yeah is he taller than you think I mean he shut down LeBron in a final so I don't know about shut down <laughs> he confused him they're like why it's is like, JJ Barea guarding me guys JJ what do they know <laughs> what do this they know weird. <laughs> Yeah, that game was really fun. Uh, just there's so many different combinations you could throw at it. Yeah. I just but like the idea of coming up with just two guys. I think LeBron, and like you said, whoever you put LeBron with would be tough. I'd like Jordan Rodman. That'd be a good team. That's exactly what you'd want. You need a guy like Rodman who can finish and play defense. And you just let Jordan get the ball every time on offense. And hopefully, he and if you miss, then Rodman gets the rebound and you just kick it back out to Jordan. That's, That's a good team. Play. I like that one. That's the winner. Yes. <laughs> Energy drink. All right. You anything say, else? Anything you else on the media? That with- you can say that with any guy, though. Kobe or Curry or any of them. You put them in the little backstop guy. Draymond and Curry? He'd be a good defender. He'd get a be lot scrappy. of pushing. Yeah. Andre Iguodala and Curry. MVP. Only if it's the finals, though. <laughs> like Edgar Renteria. <laughs> Didn't he win two? I think so. Just on like random teams. Well, one, I think he won with the Marlins and one with the Giants. Speaking of baseball, you ready to talk a little sports? Yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap up NBA Jam. Great game. Greatest game of all time. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Highest grossing arcade game of all time. I don't know if we touched on that. We didn't. Part of the reason is because you have to pay per quarter. And number it's two, court. it's just a super fun game. Like, I still want to play with the 93-94 roster, which shouldn't, shouldn't be a thing. You know what we should do? We should go to Coin-Op if that's ever opened again. God, that would be a lot of fun. Remember we went to that one in that place we talked about last week? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what state or whose wedding. It was Classic. Aaron's bachelor party. In Colorado. Oh, we walked that street. Huh? We went to the stand-up show, and the guy that we went to see wasn't there. And the guy that was in 
the hangover as the cop was there doing stand-up. Do you oh, that, that wasn't the one where oh Sarah and I went and saw the guy who played Bullwinkle. That wasn't the guy that night. No. Different guy. Hmm. It was the first time I've ever seen a stand-up guy bomb. And I was having fun watching him do it. See, I don't even remember. Not that we weren't even that drunk. I just, obviously, he wasn't very good, so you don't really remember it. Well, you had, like, two steps, so you were pretty wasted. Yeah, I mean, I was drunk, but I wasn't, like, wasted. <laughs> you didn't get on stage and try to take the mic from him. I should have. <laughs> I got a new bit that I'm going to. Are we doing, uh, when's our next show? I want or am I not on the or am I not on the lineup anymore? Did you kick me off? I'd like to go out and do an open mic night, but I don't know if those are going on. That's not a thing. All the comedy clubs are closed. You can't share mics with strangers <laughs> <laughs> and have them sit at small tables together. That sucks. Yeah. I got a really good set. I'm sure you do. Your first one was pretty good. All right, well, let's wrap up NBA Jam on your stand-up career note. We'll take a quick break. Sidebars, baby. (laughs) We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back with Sports Chuck. Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew... Three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka. 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Sports Chug with the Spivey Brothers. Cubs are good. Get the ball to big country. Generic soccer take. All right, that's enough. All right, for Sports Chug, where are we going to start? Let's start with baseball. What happened? I think the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series. I'm still in shock, and I'm not really sure that it happened. I thought it was like a crazy stress dream. The thing I think someone else confirmed it for me, though. The thing that sucks, though, is that, it, I mean, a win's a win. Is It happened in the 60-game season with COVID, and that's all that some people are going to say about you. But the Dodgers Giants have been, fans will say that. The Dodgers have been the best team in the last five years, and they finally got over the hump. And I don't like giving credit to other teams other than the Cubs, but I'm very happy that the Dodgers won the World Series. Yeah, it was a good run. Um, best team in baseball. They had to win the most playoff games ever in order to win. They had to come back 3-1 on the Braves. I read something that the Dodgers are going to have a record for the rest of – forever no one's ever going to beat it the least amount of wins ever for a world series team of 43 <laughs> yep and also need, like the highest win percentage of all time yeah i thought that was pretty funny though Literally, yeah so what it's are your a weird thought, season what are your thoughts on justin turner finding out in the eighth inning that he had covid i thought That's that was weird. so weird I, i'm waiting to see everyone got tested yesterday morning i think we're still waiting on results we'll see if he's actually got it or not i don't see how you get in the bubble where there's two months with no one getting covid 
you want to hear a, a weird conspiracy And then how theory? come they're not getting the two-hour test like they, that exists, like the White House has it? Joe Rogan has one that gets people results in two hours. Well, I guess how come game he, six of the World Series, we can't get two-hour tests? I heard the one from the day before was inconclusive, so they sent it back. They found in the second inning that his was inconclusive, so they sent it somewhere else. But th- get this. I heard that they did retest them. And only two people tested positive. Justin Turner and one of the Ray's girlfriend slash wives. Oh boy. Were the only two. So Oh boy. <laughs> I did not cons- hear that. I'm a little conspiracy theorist, but that's what I read. I it could be wrong because it was on the internet, but I, that's what I read. Only two people. Maybe she got COVID on purpose. Mm-hmm. And then she's just been like licking bought. doorknobs. Mm-hmm. And then she, she was, seduced him. She was the Trojan horse. She just was licking all the Dodgers' door handles, and Justin Turner's the only one to open his own. Oh man, I can't That's wait. It's a weird thing. That. It's like, why did Justin Turner come out? Did he get hurt? And then you find out, like in the ninth inning, oh no, he got COVID. What? Well, I heard I heard a lot of people bone him up about coming back out and celebrating. I I like it. Let him come out and celebrate. He didn't even want to. It looked like uh, it looked like Dave Roberts like insisted that he come out for the team photo, and he had his mask on, and Dave Roberts told him to take the mask off. Yeah, and not just off. put it under his chin, but like take it off off. But then he didn't put it back on like right away, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, it looks like he people- was holding his breath so that he wouldn't be like blowing his little. COVID breath around everybody. Put his mask right back on. But then you see him later, like walking around without a mask. Like, dude, come on. Yeah. There's a lot of videos of him walking around without a mask. So I heard that they might, he might get suspended for next year, but there's no precedent on what they should do. Well, they're waiting to see what the results of the tests are because he could be negative, could be a false positive. I just think it's stupid. But, anyways, so let's talk about that game six real quick. Okay. One of our ex-guests and a good friend of the show, Tyler Robertson, I was following him on social media. and He's been funny during this series. I don't think he's a big analytics fan, and I think I'm starting to lean towards him. I thought one thing that um, Roberts did really good in game six is he kind of went with his gut and stayed away from the analytics a little bit. Very un-Dave Roberts. Or maybe that is what it, like his true self is, because I think like the – the powers that be, Andrew Freeman and all them, I think I think they're the ones that are making those decisions. That's what I don't like. And he's like a puppet. And he's taking, like, yeah, I'm not going to be a puppet because we've already lost two World Series being a puppet. So we're just going to do my own thing. I think that a lot of you know GMs and higher-ups, like you said, are making a lot of the decisions for the managers. And the managers are not to bite the bullets. So I don't know if Cat – well, the thing is, the Rays wouldn't have been there if they didn't do all their analytic thingy magic. It's the same but thing as the Dodgers. They yeah. went super analytics. They picked up a bunch of weird players that you would never, ever pick up, like Justin Turner and Max Muncie, who both got cut by – Muncie got cut by the A's. Turner didn't make the Mets, and we picked him up. And they're like, yeah, that guy's going to be really good. Muncie will just watch every pitch, and he'll get a 10-pitch at bat. He's very valuable. That's the thing, but I you you ha you can't take Snell out there. No, I don't care. 
No, the analytics out. is great for the 162, but you can't be doing it in game six of the he, World Series. He struck out bets twice. You know, you're going you're gonna to let – I know third time around, you know, usually your numbers are going to yeah, but the drop next, a little bit. The next three batters he's going to face are a combined 0 for 6 with 6 Ks. That's what Why I'm saying. not let that guy go? He's at 79 pitches. Just think, though. Like, okay, you're in an MMA fight, right? And this guy's just punching you in the face over and over and over and over again. They stop the fight and they bring in this other guy. It doesn't matter who the new guy is. You're so relieved that it's not that guy punch you in the face that you're going to hit a double off of him. Yeah, all the Dodgers in the postgame were like, I don't know why they took out Snell, but we're glad that he did. It was just, I think sometimes what happens with managers It's fine too, like if you bring in the closer – or someone that's been equally dominant, but you bring in a guy that's given up a run the last seven times he's came out. Yeah, my thing is I think managers try to overmanage sometimes. I think the Cubs in 2016, they won in spite of Joe Madden. He did kind of the same thing. Like, oh, let's bring Chapman in here for six outs and we're up by four. It's like, what? I think you're going to need him tomorrow. Let's try somebody else first. Right. And like bringing in like starters when you shouldn't. I thought Alex Wood did a good job in Game Six. I thought Urias did a really good job. Everyone in between did a good job, actually. I just love the way that the the biggest part of that game is the first inning. Gonsolin gives up one right away. Like the second batter hits a home run. Could have been more. Two people get on base, like no outs, and he gets out of it. That's like the biggest thing ever and you could see the Dodgers just like super pumped that they're still in and after that it was like I was looking at that I was like oh no he's gonna give up like four runs we're gonna have to claw back into this game and we're not doing well against Snell and he gets out of it it was huge I loved every minute of it and they brought in they brought in Baez in the clean inning which is the only time he can pitch and as soon as someone got on he yanked him which is good because he found a little barrel skew last time out. Anytime there's someone on base, that person will score if Bias is pitching. It's like clockwork. Let's let all the listeners know how you felt. Okay. Two strikes. Was it top nine? Dodgers the home team. Yeah. Strike three. I saw your little dancey thing you did. Were the kids asleep? Uh, Harper was still up. I think we let her stay up and watch it. Because I noticed, I don't know if my sound wasn't up or what. It seemed like a pretty silent little karate Lucas was asleep. And I was told by Heather that I am not allowed to yell. Nice. But I was more in shock. Yeah. Like I was waiting for like the flag on the field and there was like a 15-yard unsportsmanlike and we had to redo the ninth inning or something. There's going to be a review. We don't know if that was a strike or not. <laughs> yeah. Automatic home run. Taking it to the booth. How do, how do your last two batters go down looking to end the World Series? Pucker, man. Like six pitches in a row, just staring at it. I was talking about it with someone today. Um, you know, okay, the Rays only scored one run. They kind of deserved to lose game six. But you think about it. Just think of the gut punch – your your horse is dominating. They take him out of the game. You know what I mean? Let's say Snell gets out of that inning because it was a guy on first one out when he came in or no outs or whatever it was. 
and you get out of that and you have all the momentum in the world. Maybe your bats are a little bit different. You're not as tight. You're a little looser at the plate. Maybe you get one or two more there. Yeah. All the pressure in the world still on the Dodgers going into that. And then it's like, you got two innings to score run. The whole game changes. Yeah. Your bats are a lot different. Get some good pitching Dodgers. Huge hit by Austin Barnes though. Did not snell out of the game. Yeah. Huge single. Well, I mean, it was stupid, but just owned Mookie. He's owning all of them. Oh, well, feels good. Giants haven't won the World Series in six years now, so that's a come up. Gotta love that. I don't like, though, that this power switch from everybody in Boston winning, now everyone in L.A. is winning. I don't know how I feel about that. What's some other cities? Be kind of neat if the Rams won, though. I wouldn't like that. All three in L.A. for the worst. Some of the Dodger fans are good, and some of the Laker fans are good, but a lot of people would say those are, like, the worst fan bases. Laker fans, for sure. Dodger fans are they're a rough group, but they're pretty loyal. They're very loyal. There wasn't just, like, more Dodger fans than normal. There's always been a lot of Dodger fans. No, it's like Lakers, Dodgers, Yankees. Those are the big teams. Those are where your big fan bases are going to be. It's just yeah. sexy. You know, all the casual people in L.A. are Dodger fans. They're not Angel fans. Why would you be an Angels fan? Exactly. But that's what I mean. You're not a pot. Well, remember we were at that bar watching that Padres game. There's a lot of Padres fans there. That was all the Padres fans that exist were in that bar. Did all you hear Tony? Do you hear Tony La Russa is a manager again? Yeah, for the White Sox. He's like 90 years old. How old is Tony La Russa? Yeah, is that be late 70s? Yeah, they better have like a – I don't even know how he's even going to get to home plate. Pass the card out. There's got to be somebody else other than Tony La Russa. Oh, and then did you see who the Tigers hired today? Mm-mm. AJ Hinch. Of course they did. Suspension's huh. over. Well, you knew he was going to get a job. Yeah, I think I think he was. Personally, I don't think it was his idea. I think a little Alex Cora. I think so too, and the players. Yeah. Well, I think that Cora was tight with some of those players. Yeah. Still mad I mean, about that. But I mean, the Astros. Were still this is our this year, year to boo them, and they didn't get booed. I'm still mad that we didn't get that. I think you boo them for the rest of their career. That would be fun. They're just like the I, permanent heels. Yeah, when fans come back, you got to just blow them up. They got scot-free, and they almost made the World Series. You got to bring your trash cans. You got to do the whole thing. Especially you in the A's who, game. The guy playing the big drums got to be playing a trash can. They got to get the beats out there. Yeah. Strumming on the street light. <laughs> All right. I'm very happy about that. When it, I'm, you know what I'm the most happy about right now? Oh, the Dodgers winning is a big deal, but there's only one sport left. This is about what I can handle attention-wise. Yeah, that was there was a too lot. much going on. Every single night, I got to follow like two or three sports at a time. Even Harper is like, what are we watching? What sports are we on tonight? Heather did that. She's like, well, what are we watching tonight? And I was like, I don't know. There's nothing. It's Wednesday. Yeah. 
that was last night was rough. Tonight was a little better. The Falcons squeaked one out there. Didn't blow it in the fourth. What if they come back and make the playoffs? Two and six. I think everyone makes the playoffs this year, don't they? Yeah, like half. They could. I mean, only one team's coming out of the East, maybe. One of them has to. I think it's the Redskins or the Washington football team. Sorry. Thank you. Do you see who the Cowboys are starting at quarterback? I did not see that. I couldn't even tell you this rookie. I don't even know what his name is. The guy is. that came in, the DePaulo or whatever his name is? Yeah, and then his backup's like <laughs> some no-name too. They're just whatever. Do you think they uh, – are they the one that bring back Colin Kaepernick? I don't think so. I think they. I don't think Jerry Jones likes him. No, and I don't – I think after they lose this week to the Eagles, they're just kind of going to give up. Yeah, fire sale. Well, they're just offensive lines been atrocious. I don't know if they're banged up or what, but they are banged up. Just Harris Thomas is out. And Collins is out. Frederick's gone forever. That's who rough. Would you, who would you start this week, quarterback wise? Cam Newton? Nope. Or Carson Wentz? There's got to be someone on the waiver wire that's better than those two. <laughs> Wentz is who I picked up off the waiver wire. Who are they playing? Cowboys. Oh, yeah, start Wentz. The Cowboys are atrocious. But what sucks is Maybe the worst week. defense I've ever seen. I just hope Cam's a starter next week because they play the Jets. Yeah, I'd start him. I still think he's got the COVID hangover. I hope he And I think Belichick it. just uh, shook his whole life by taking him out and putting in Stidham. I think he reevaluated everything that's going on. He's going to start paying attention during the meetings and show up. Yeah. Which is good. That's what he needs. Well, let's talk about a couple of the week, the games coming up here in week eight. We'll end with the energy drink bet. We'll start with one that I thought was very sexy. Opened up with a three point favor there for the home team. The old Seattle Seahawks are hosting the Niners. Who do you like? I think it's the Seahawks. I'm still not in on this Niners team. I don't think the defense is as dominant as it has been in the past, but I think their their offense has been driving them, which is which is interesting. No yeah. Debo though. I think Debo's out. Seahawks Wilson's out. It. How did the Seahawks lose that game to Arizona? I told you they were going to. I told you Kyler's going to run it like 10 times in key moments. A choke job. That was an exciting game. I think they were. Cardinals choked it. Seahawks choked it. Well, weren't the Seahawks up 10? Cardinals were going to kick a field goal. Personal foul. Yep. Yeah. Unsportsman. And they go down and score the touchdown. Wow. Then the and Cardinals they... try to kick a 41-yard field goal on second down in overtime and miss it. Well, and then didn't and DK then... Metcalf score a touchdown when it got called back? I don't know. I just know Wilson threw a pick after that, and then they went down and scored. Crazy game. Excellent. A lot of fun. It's going to be a really they... fun matchup for the next few years. I'm glad they flexed that game, though. I love that Metcalf running down Buda Baker. That's like my new favorite meme. That was pretty cool. 
his max speed was like 22 or something like that. That's not a lot of people run like that. He almost beat Michael Scott. (laughs) (laughs) He was ahead of the car. The only person I've seen like that. Uh, Did you see that play where um, Tyreek Hill ran down the play to like come down and block? He's like 10, 20 yards behind Hardman or somebody who's also really fast. And he just like comes running up behind. He doesn't even have the ball. And he's just like standing next to him. He's like, how did you even get here? A-Train, baby. A-Train. Finally caught up on that show. I did. You like that ending? What a show. Great. I don't even know. It's going to be a while until the next one because of COVID and taping and all that. But yeah. Definitely my new show. That was good ending. We won't spoil it for anybody, but we're talking about the boys who – for those of you that don't know, it's an excellent show on Amazon Prime. You guys all need to watch. All right, game of the week. Don't hold anything back now. Steelers. It's the one that's been circled. Ravens. Ravens, actually, I looked before we got on here. Four-point favorites at home, so really like a one-point favorite. That's like one and a half. COVID's been two and a half for the home. So. Steelers played a physical game against the Titans. Well, they played the first half. They didn't play the second half. Um, Ravens coming off a bye. I think that's another reason why the numbers tilted their way. But we'll see. I think it's going to be a really good game. Steelers are a lot better than I think people thought. I thought the Steelers were going to be good with that defense. Their defense has been just They won okay. eight games with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph as quarterback last year. They're, they were going to be good. And Ben's been better okay. than we thought he was going to be. He's we above so, average. You've had a lot of receivers step up that you weren't probably. Well, Ben like just a, makes receivers. Yeah, like a Claypool and we just and we just find people in the draft every year. I hope Connor runs for like 250 and 10 touchdowns. And then Mark Andrews on the other side does the same. <laughs> That'd be that an entertaining sad. game. <laughs> I'd love that. A lot of people in fantasy would hate that. But... Yes. So you want, to go ener- you want to go energy drink on that? Yeah, absolutely. Take the Steelers. I owe you one. I have it in my car. I was going to bring it to you tonight, but the old unforeseeable issues. Hate to see it. You really do. We had such a sexy guest lined up. We did. We have to bump him back. But again, let's talk to Justin about coming on. I think he'd have fun. I think so. We'll wait till uh, I think his Kickstarter starts in uh, December. I thought it was November 15th. I thought I saw December today. Maybe he got moved again. Maybe. I thought it was November too. But we'll get him on. We're playing tomorrow night, so... Let me know how it is. So it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but a drinking game with wizards? And a board game. Hmm. With little figurines that he made on his 3D printer. Can I ask? Pretty legit. So I saw their prep for the commercial. Is that like a... Does he know those people? Yeah. I know those people. Oh, I didn't recognize them. Hmm. I thought that he had actors and actresses come in. Yeah, that was Matt Damon. Didn't you see him? No, I did not. All right. Fun week. Good episode. Great episode. 
get another guest on next week. We're not going to say who it is just in case something happens <laughs> again, but we'll have a guest next week. That's the game plan. Happy Halloween to all you out there. Follow us on social media at Spivey Special on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out our website, spiveyspecialpodcast.com. You can listen to the show. You can donate to the show if you're a super awesome person. You can also send us comments. You can check out the crazy recipes that we came out during that weird little five-episode run we had with the recipes. Who knows? Maybe we'll do another one. And um, make sure that you rate the show on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever you do. Helps five. the show pop up. Yeah, preferably five stars. Troy's part of it, so I mean, it'll be tough to do five stars. Well, you um, like, look like you've eaten five famous I stars. Five superstars. <laughs> superstars are better. Fam- I was always a famous. It's the same thing, just with an extra patty and more cheese. Yeah, but it's famous. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got. All right, Zach, you're fat. Troy, you're fat. Later.